And they're like, yeah, hey, no. welcome back to uh, welcome back to the United States. And guy, what shift do you think you want to be on? I'm like, okay. oh, hey, it'd be great to be on day shift for like a little while, you know, so yeah. I can enjoy life. And they're like, yeah, okay, we already have you on night, so just making sure you're good with that. I'm like, well, why even ask then? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, welcome to the Make a Lounge podcast, the self-proclaimed best new podcast on the planet. I am Matt with Volner Woodworking and your host of the Make a Lounge podcast, where we have a rotating group of makers hanging out and talking craft to each other. Thanks for hanging out in the Best lounge day. with us. Uh, today, I'm flipping the script on the guys from the Sada Station podcast. They're used to questioning me, but in the words of Abduwali, a Somali pirate, I'm the captain now. <laughs> I like Welcome good. to the That's podcast, good. guys. Hey, thanks for having us on, man. Awesome, man. Can't wait. So, uh, what do we do? Intrigued. I've never yeah, been on you don't podcast know what's a- before. Yeah, normally you're the ones having to question me, but uh, no, it's yeah. uh, it's a, it's an honor to have you guys. You've had me on your podcast a number of times, uh, so I thought it very fitting to have you guys on. And um, it, yeah, I know we're recording this in the past, uh, but it's Veterans Day today. Did you know that? I mean, it yes. is. Look at yes. look at yes. Nick's yes. face. Look at Nick's face. Yeah, he's like, like wait. <laughs> I had to he's work like, today. Wait, he's, like, he's like, wait, I had to work today. That sucks. <laughs> Son <laughs> of a... This is BS. It jumped us. No, I, I, I wanted to have you guys on for a special Veterans Day podcast uh, just to honor you and honor all veterans. So thank you guys for your service. Um, and thank you, most of you, for uh, being uh, listeners of the uh, make a lounge podcast and for most of you you know having followed uh prior to today <laughs> you knew it was coming to me. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah i did it so must have been that glitch in instagram i'm telling you that's what happened i blame yeah. that too <laughs> yeah so i heard you guys talking about in one of your episodes uh you mentioned this podcast and i appreciate that so thank you for that support and you mentioned uh, that you liked the game Yes or No, so I think we'll get an, uh, a round of that in uh, tonight. Heck yeah. Okay. So we'll, we'll play a round of that. I also have another game that hopefully we can get to. Just to, you know, make it, make it fun. Yeah. You got to turn the lights play off. Game? Play Who's in my mouth? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> What's in my mouth? <laughs> Does it involve clothing coming off? Because yeah. I'm naked, so we're good. Oh, uh, Get a bottle. Don't stand up, Nap. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys have had me on the podcast uh, before. Sawdust Nation podcast is where the podcast is at. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I just saw a feather fly across <laughs> Nap's. <laughs> see? There it, there it is. Sorry, Did you see it? Be, There's like feathers flying around. Yep. What's going on there? Um. Well, you see... It was like a feather when you got it. Well, I mean, so I did go hunting. You know, I'll talk about that later. But I went hunting. Might have sat in my chair with my hunting clothes on. It might have happened. (laughs) Slayed some animals. Nice. (laughs) I went hunting a couple weeks ago. 
What, yeah. Thanks yeah, for the invite, hunting. dude. Yeah, I uh, I was it was a work invite, so I was the guest. But yeah, it was awesome. First time ever hunting. Yeah, yeah. To be honest. Really? So yeah, never hunted before. I've shot things, hmm. um, but never anything that was moving. So that was fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and right. now I'm kind of hooked. Now I'm like, what'd you think? Wait. Yeah, but- we had ben- Benelli twelve gauge shotguns, and I probably shot off probably seven hundred rounds in a couple days oh, wow. on one hunting trip. Oh, jeez, man! Yeah, How many no, birds we, did you kill? We hit. Uh, we did skeet the first day, so they had ten stations that we went to, and um, you got to do what was it? Five rounds of double shot, so that's ten. So yeah, ten for each station. That was a hundred at least there. And um, and then we shot. We did a uh, knockout. You guys familiar with knockout? Yeah. You basically yeah. So we we did a, a round. Of, so I won. Uh, I won first place in the second round of knockout. That's right, your boy. Even though I'm not a veteran, I can still shoot. And uh, then we went pheasant hunting the next day, and we did a couple rounds of that. That was fun. What did you say last night, Nap? If it flies, it dies. Yep. He said a lot of things last night, which is oh, last night was a hoot. I'm telling you what, I'm not going to repeat half the stuff I said last night, but I'll I'll talk about some of the things I said last night. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to listen right. to to that episode yet, but I, I had been listening to a couple of the other um, episodes, and I, I have a question on episode 122. Who was clicking the pen the whole time? Me, that guy right there. That. If if I can just like point to Nick, if this is that you got it or showing Nick. Yeah, dude, the clicking that. the whole time. Well, he's like this. This is. <laughs> hang on. Let, let me just let me just you, go ahead and uh, I, do this. <laughs> I I have a nervous tick. You, you forget. You gotta chew rocks. You gotta have some bolts in your freaking hand to throw around. I swear, like something heavy drops every episode. Like every time I'm editing, I know when Nick's talking, just because I hear all the background noise. I'm I look. I do my best to minimize that, but I can't help it. Uh, so, that's right. I'm yeah. sorry, guys. That's why I ended up getting the boom stand because um, I was actually doing the recording with uh, Dean and Joseph, and they had boom stands. And when I was editing. That episode, the only person I had to keep muting out was me, because my mic was on the on the desk, and so for the episode for the six episode number six, I ended up getting the the boom, and it's been it's been awesome. Yes. Anyway, enough about me. <laughs> Josh, tell me about your week. But we don't have ah, to do the whole our... like what's in your shop thing, but just tell me about your week. It's been busy uh, between work and the shop and family. I mean, it's been, it was Halloween not too long ago. And then, uh, you know, I have a bunch of orders and stuff like that trying to catch up on and, um, bigger order than I'm used to. I'm doing a very large, uh, retirement trunk, which is my first one. So I'm pretty excited about that. So with that and a bunch of 3D printing, I'm keeping busy. Nap, how was your week? Um, so the week, weeks long and it's going to only get longer for me. Uh, so funny thing about the military is they like to do random exercises. So I've been regular shifts up until today. Tomorrow I start my 7 to 7 shifts all the way through Sunday, maybe Monday as well. I'm not really sure when it ends, but 
12 hours at work. Awesome. Yay. So what do you do for 12 hours? Uh, uh, believe it or not, actually. So I typically stay at work from 7 to like 5, maybe sometimes 6 o'clock, just because I have stuff I have to get done. Uh, a lot of it's like paperwork type stuff, making sure, like we have like what's called programs. So it's just like all the stuff that is in the background that most people don't typically see outside of the work, like has has waste, has uh, materials and things like that, like ordering that stuff, making sure you have the right SDSs, all the stuff that like most shops for the woodworker probably doesn't have like a nice book that says SDS on it with all the chemicals in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but we deal with that kind of stuff, uh, supply chain management. I'm ordering like thousands of dollars of parts each day for equipment and all these things. Um, actually, the biggest piece was an $800,000 piece that goes on an aircraft. Uh, that was fun. That was not fun. Um, just a bunch of stuff, really. Like, just a bunch of program type stuff. All background stuff that people don't, like I said, normally see. It's hard to imagine that they could work you for 12 hours and get productivity out of you for a full 12 hours. Josh, do you do 12 hour shifts? Um, it's kind of different for the shifts and stuff when I'm flying. Um, when you fly, depending on like deploy location or even home station, it could go from, you know, a six hour flight to a 12 hour flight. But then you show, you know, four hours prior to the flight, you stay after two to three hours after. So you tag all that in. Sometimes you're, you know, it's a regular eight hours. Sometimes it's, you know, 16. Um, when I was a maintainer, 12 hours was typically the norm, it's much like NAP is dealing with. Um, mm-hmm. They would love to be like on Monday, be like, hey, you guys are work through the week and then 12s. Wow. Um, so it, it is what it is. It's like a. The military loves going at 12s for whatever reason. Um, it's a little different with um, my current job, though. So. Yeah. Nick, what I, about you? pretty lucky. You do 12s? Not anymore. Used to do them all the time. I spent years on 12s. Um, probably like 14 years on 12s. That, wow. That sucked. Yeah. Cause, oh, so they're always like, especially when you come back from a deployment, you're like, Oh man, I can't wait to get back stateside and enjoy some of the good life, right? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, "Hey, no. welcome back to uh, welcome, welcome back to the United States, and okay. What shift do you think you want to be on?" I'm like, okay. "Oh, hey, it'd be great to be on day shift for like a little while, you know, so yeah. I can enjoy life." And they're like, mm, "Yeah, okay, we already have you on night, so just making sure you're good with that." I'm like, "Well, why even ask then?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think like. So for, uh, for people like me who are totally uneducated on like what what you do in the service, right? Like most people think, hey, yeah, you go out, you you train, you're you're doing pushups, you're you know, you're working out and then you go out and you get deployed, you're shooting things, right? But that's not what it is. Not, yeah, that's right. You get buff like nap. No. But that's not what it is at all. I mean, a lot of the times it's just I mean, you're you're doing paper pushing kind of stuff too right so absolutely so all that sounds incredibly boring what's the most exciting josh what's the most exciting thing that you've experienced in your service exciting yeah um well being a flyer has been extremely exciting when it comes to different things uh i've flown on multiple different aircraft as part of my career um and with that comes different challenges and different things that uh you do um um, the most exciting though. Yeah. It's, it's an hour, hour long episode. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> we'll go ahead and say, 
Um, one of my deployments, we were uh, we had chicks in tow, which is basically having t- a couple fighters uh, that were refueling off us to get to a certain location. And they were pretty high-ranking individuals, so we already knew something was about to happen. And uh, basically, long story short, um, we ended up kicking off an entire campaign on that flight. And we were we, well, not the first to know about it, but I mean, like, um, we got some details about it. And it happened and like we came back and it was, it was pretty fascinating. Um, but I mean, like that's just part of the game, you know, we get to do and see some really fun stuff, but there comes with it the, you know, negative side that a lot of people don't get to see. And that's long hours, you know what I'm saying? Right. Droning, stuff like that. And then, you know, a little bit of danger are, here and there. Are you doing these things where they, where the one plane is flying above and refilling the other plane, and they have the yeah. That's I'm, what you're uh, doing. I'm the t- currently in a KC-10, um, and we're a refueler, so we pass gas to other aircraft. So yeah, like, oh yeah, <laughs> we got a big. So you're long a professional boom. gas passer. I am. Yeah, okay. He's a, That's so. impressive. He's a prof- he pumps gas for a living. Let's put it that way, okay? Yeah. <laughs> have you ever had a leak but in a cool yes, way? Have you ever had a leak when you're passing gas? Um, so there's multiple positions in the aircraft and, uh, where I sit, it was up front and I actually, I deliver the gas, I push the gas, but there's a position called the boom operator that actually connects the boom to the other aircraft. And there has been a couple of times where we had some leaking issues, but, um, Mm -hmm. it was resolved where the windshield gets covered in gasoline. Uh, yeah. I mean, like there's multiple procedures and stuff, obviously you train for all of it. So it's not. It has never been bad enough where our hose was leaking. Um, yeah. it just a couple sprays here and there that shouldn't have happened. There's an account hose. that I I followed because at one point Instagram suggested one of those videos to me, and this this one account yeah. it's it's one of those filling. I don't know what you call it. Anyway, I'm civilian here. They are. They are. So yeah, they it, it basically it's just videos of them filling, but they put it to different music mm-hmm. and stuff like that. It's super satisfying to watch i don't know it's just so cool all the different aircraft you get to see yeah that's one thing is we get to see all different branches um in the kc10 and i can't get too far into it because i mean it's uh woodworking and all but um it's very versatile so we can go yeah. from doing one style of refueling to another that most planes can't do and yeah. because we, we get to get a lot of receivers and get a be a get to be a part of a lot of very interesting stuff so. Yeah. Cool. Nap, yeah. what about you? So this one's twofold, but both of them are pretty quick. So the first one was on a de- also a deployment. So a lot of the cool stuff happens on deployments. It, it just yeah. does. Um, that That's when we get Makes to take sense. all the training that we – all the boring training stuff we did stateside that we're like, what the hell are we doing this for um, every day, day in and day out to when you get to actually put it into action. So um, when I was a staff sergeant – um, I got to, you know, I was a team chief. So that was like the head of a crew and I had two guys that worked for me and we would load jets, uh, to go, well, do the job. We'll just say, yeah. um, we got a short notice tasking that there was a high value target and they're like, okay, we need a crew to load this thing as fast as humanly possible, but safely. And, uh, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. I want to do that. Like that, that sounds yeah. like a me thing. And That's, it happened yeah. to be five 2,000-pound 2, 5, 2, bombs. 
Now, mind you, these are going on a bomb lift truck that's got a, I'm going to say maybe a 12 by 12 table with some rollers on it. And you literally pick this thing up off a trailer, drives the jet, lock it in. So this typical load tip, it should take 45 minutes. It took me 29 minutes to load it. And the first question I did ask was, are the QA people around? <laughs> because to yeah. be fair, like the load was super easy. Yeah. It was put this in there, put the things that punch it off in, hook up the cable, send her on her way. Yeah. So we load that some bitch in 29 minutes. It got off the ground, went and did its mission. And we'll just say the number two on the list doesn't exist anymore uh, because of it. And that was pretty cool uh, at the time. Mm. Um, and then the second thing I'd say was really cool that highlights just more of a me thing rather than a whole Air Force thing was I got to fly in an F-15E. So the same jet that I got to load, nice. I got to fly in the back of it uh, for like a 45-minute sortie, which is what they call a flight. Um, got to pull 8.2 Gs. It was probably mm. one of the most exciting things in my entire career. Uh, because I'll probably never get to do it again. It was one of those once in a lifetime type things. So that's cool. Yeah, it was. Those would be the two best things I think I've done in the military thus far. Ooh, cool. Well, Nick, I'd ask you, but uh, now already did two. So hit, hit the bell. <laughs> do me. Hit the bell. <laughs> in this twenty foot container, right? And no, I'm in Afghanistan, and it's it's like we're really getting into it. And the next thing you know, the I mean, that is a wow. true story, but I'll tell you one you can put on the air. <laughs> so I was in Afghanistan, and it, I believe it was 2011, December, Christmas Christmas Eve. And uh, the, the clock just rolled over to, to Christmas Day. And I know the, the Taliban or Al-Qaeda, whoever was out there, uh, was waiting for that clock to hit midnight because I'm sitting in the chow hall. And we just start taking rockets over and over and over again. It lasted for like... I want to say 30, 45 minutes of steady, like every, I would say like every five, 10 minutes, like here comes another one. Are they hitting comes close one. to you? Nah, they're just like point and shooting from like a couple miles away, hoping to hit the, you know, hit the base. Okay. But I mean, some, some got some pretty, you know, every now and then they get lucky and they hit something that's, well, they, they'll actually like hurt somebody, kill somebody. That's mm. if they're really lucky. But if they're, um, they were really aiming at like the airplanes and stuff like that. Mm. And uh, my, a lot of times though, it was kind of funny because they would overshoot the base and this is at Bagram. So it's, you're in a giant dust bowl. Mm. They would like, they'd prop that rocket up, uh, that rocket tube or the rocket up against something. And it was at the wrong trajectory. So they'd shoot it over the base and kill a bunch of civilians on the other side of the base. So oh, I'm like, what are you guys doing? Like maybe some math. I don't know. Anyway, wow. but that's uh, that's about that. Science. That's that's Math. horrible. Yeah, I had one land. I'd say like the closest closest call I ever had was I had one land on the other side of a T wall from me, and the T walls are just cement barriers. Mm-hmm. But that was loud. That was pretty loud. Yeah, the ground shook a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. Jeez, I can only imagine. Oh, and then I got to tell you one more thing. So like when you're laying in bed at night and you hear the alarm go off. The first time you're in country, like the very first time, you're like, oh, i got to get to the bunker, get my stuff, you know? Mm. By the end of the deployment, you're like, well, if I die, it's my time. And you just go roll over and go back to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like when you get a new job. Good and pair of headphones you know, works. <laughs> you get a new job and you're all excited to go to work or whatever. So you, you jump up right away and then pretty soon 
as you get later in your career, you keep hitting snooze and snooze. I'll get there when I get yeah. there. Yeah. And it's like, well, the bunker, bunker's probably full right now, but I'm warm in here, so I think it'll be okay. I'm comfy. I got good music now. <laughs> right. I put my headphones yeah. on. Anyway. I'm rolling over. Oh, jeez. Sorry. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Well, that's cool. It's, it. you know, I, I would love to do an entire kind of episode talking about that kind of stuff. Um, but I do want to make sure that I, that we tie it back to like business and kind of what is going on in the woodworking stuff. Right. I think now's a good time to start playing uh yes or no. What do you think? Yeah. <laughs> Should Josh yeah. leave the podcast? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Nick, are you pretending to be frozen or are you really frozen? Yeah, yes, he is. Okay. He's really good at that. You're being a jerk. <laughs> What's funny is I could see the screen behind you moving, so I, I knew that you weren't. Oh, uh, I. Yeah. Hey, easy now. <laughs> All right, let's play a game. You guys heard it in the first couple episodes. It's called Yes or No, and um, you have two options: Yes or No. You can take a hard, we have you a can pass, take, don't we? You can take a hard pass. You can take one hard pass. I don't have as many questions for this one uh, because uh, I've got another game that I might want to play. Whoa! Okay. All right, here we go. Yes or no? Let's go, uh, Nick, Nap, Josh, because that's the way you are on my okay. screen. Nick, Nap, Josh. Okay, ready? Taking a vacation okay. day from your job to finish a project. No. No. Yes. Yes. So you haven't taken a vacation day just to finish? Like, you didn't have a big deadline or something that you had to finish? Oh, no. Usually we have enough time. Uh, I can work around my schedule pretty well. Because mm-hmm. I only work, I'm sorry, I only work eight hours a day, if that. So ah. um, I'm typically home around 4.30 and I can get the job done in the evening unless I have a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and so nap when so you you just basically put off or are you that much of a planner that you you don't put yourself into that position? Um, uh, we'll go with two different answers here. The first one was when I was in San Antonio. I was in Nick's situation. Ah, that that's what it was, and I could stay up as long as I wanted. It didn't matter. Yeah, here planning honestly is what it is for me like i i only take i told these guys during one of the episodes i only take so many jobs a month right and that's it there is no wiggle room because if i take more than i can handle here you're right my job will interfere with business right no that's smart all right nick forgot this this one might have come from you actually i think you might have gave him the give this suggestion before forgot to release bandsaw tension after use Yes. It's yes. still. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. It, I think mine is constant. There's tension still on it. Constantly under tension. <laughs> However, I will say on Friday, I'm getting a new bandsaw. Ooh. What are you doing with the old one? Um, <laughs> I think I'm going to sell it. It's a Craftsman 10-inch bandsaw. Um, uh, but... So it's it's not great for, like, resawing and things like that. It It's really got its limitations. By the time... The the stops and guides and everything kind of interfere. It, it's just not it's not great. It'd be good for small stuff, but then I've got a scroll saw or whatever for that. But yeah, minus okay. constantly under tension, but 
I don't know. That might be changing now that I have going to have a more expensive bandsaw. So I'm getting the Harvey, um, the Harvey 15 inch with the tin coating. It looks sexy. Oh, nice. Yeah, looks so good. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Never did I think that I would say that a tool looks sexy, but that tool looks sexy. All Harvey products are just clean. Yeah, definitely. Uh, All right. Set your laser on fire. Yes. No. No. <laughs> Some of these are might be tar- <laughs> Some of these might be targeted uh, questions. <laughs> I said smooth. <laughs> you should have known I feel, better. I feel attacked. You should have known better coming on this attacked. podcast. Don't worry, I have I have some mm-hmm. more. <laughs> um, rejected a job because you didn't like the customer. Oh, I didn't answer that one. Yes. But no, no on the laser. Rejected yes. a job because you didn't like the customer. Yes. No, unfortunately. Oh, okay. Interesting. Mm. No. Yeah. But you wish you did, both of you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, do, you, do you tell them straight up, like, hey, look, you're a douche. I don't like I, you, and I won't do this for you? I've done it um, because... I could tell that they were going to, and I talked about this on your guys' podcast at one point, the PETA charge, right? There wouldn't have been a PETA Mm -hmm. charge that I could have charged these people. And so I had another job that was going to be behind theirs. And I just told them, hey, I I can't take this job on right now because um, I've got too much, you know, in the queue. All right. This one's going to, this one's going to probably hurt somebody, you know, no feelings hurt. Okay. Josh, go first. <laughs> Accidentally feel targeted. Oh, broken your toe doing a somersault. <laughs> no. Oh, did I get it wrong? It was a handstand. Oh, handstand. <laughs> All right, rephrase the question. Broken your toe doing a handstand. Yes. <laughs> no. Absolutely not. Nick. No, but I did do something to myself and told everybody else I did something else. Oh. <laughs> All right. Inquiring minds want to know. Bell. Oh, I think I know about this one. <laughs> I uh, I tried to send a coaster through the planer. Oh. <laughs> yes, I know this yeah. story. Four by four square coaster came shooting out the same side it went in. Yeah. Hit me in the hand and it, it fractured my finger. Ouch. Yeah. <laughs> that sucks. Yeah. Josh, you want to expound on your answer? You want to expound on your answer? Yeah. We don't have uh, to. We can take this part out. Long story short. (laughs) No, no, it doesn't phase me. Um, Long story short, my son uh, is doing karate and he's getting to that point where he's just trying to do different stuff. And handstands were the new new trademark he wanted to, you know, get good at. So I'm actually fairly decent at the handstand, walking on the hands and. I haven't done it in a while, but he saw me do one, I don't know, like six months ago. And he's like, Dad, if I get, you know, so good, would you do one too? And I'm like, ah, you know, yeah. it's late in the day. And I'm like, you know what? If you do one for 10 seconds, I'll I'll, I'll, I'll go up and do one. Yeah. Well, wouldn't you know it? He nails it. He's up there for like 15 seconds <laughs> right after I say it. And he's like, okay, your turn. And I'm like, oh, man. Oh, boy. So 
I go up, I get my hands, I walk a little ways, but the way it's set up, we have like this like island right here. And when I came down, I wasn't far enough away from it, and I smacked it with my toe or my front half of my foot. Jeez. And uh, I just thought I just you know hurt. And uh, three days later, went to uh, urgent care, and they're like, "You're an idiot. You should have been here the day of because you broke your toe." So. Wow. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. Let's continue the the regular discussion. That was fun. What'd you guys think of that? Yeah, was that's, it, that's awesome. Was it as it appeared in the episodes that you listened to that had it? Yeah, I like it. It's good. It's a fun little, yeah, it's a good segment. fun little segment. Yeah. Uh, Nick, what is what is one piece of equipment that you don't have today that if you had it would make your job easier in the shop? Oh, an employee. <laughs> That's a good answer. <laughs> that is a good answer. I'll give you that one. Yeah, so I, I did dabble with having my brother help me. Yeah. And I mean, I paid it for his time, but having like somebody who knows what to do right. after like the processes and stuff like that, golly, that'd be like a force multiplier. Right. So. Yeah, do the, but Did see, you mean like. Yeah, I meant like equipment, you know, like, uh, like a piece of equipment. So to do what, you're, what you do today, not like, oh, if I had, you know, a 20 inch. Uh, you know, whatever, like just whatever you do today, like 20 inch, yeah, 20 inch, whatever. What? I mean, oh. you could do a lot of things with that. <laughs> hey. You could retire. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I'd have back problems anyway. Uh, you know, it's always nice to have a tripod in the shop. That's right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that wasn't me holding Easy the, the camera. So, Watch the YouTube I, people. Anyways. <laughs> Unless you trip. You know what? If I had a working CNC machine, so like the one I have, but it doesn't work Yeah, what's yet, going up with that Avid? Does that count? It, or I is it, it time that it's just to to build it? Mm-hmm. I don't have enough time to put it to finish it. Yeah. Which uh, hopefully after the New Year rush or the Christmas rush, I will have some time. But like... Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say a larger planer. Mm. Okay. Damn you. That could, that could be a game changer for me yeah. to increase my capabilities because as it stands, mine's only 13 inches wide. Right. So a lot of times if I'm doing larger flags and stuff like that, then I got to run them through set like half through separately and then put them together with dominoes. Mm -hmm. Josh, what about you? Um, <clears throat> tool. Yeah, it would have to be a, a larger joiner. Joiner, yeah. Yeah, I got a six inch now. It would be nice to have a bigger one. Yeah. Um, if I, I have actually been thinking about doing the whole planer joiner combo. I'm not big on the whole combo tools, but right. Um, people that have them actually really do love them. Yeah, they're a little more pricey, but you can get like a twenty inch. And now you have, you know, 20 inch planer and joiner. Right. So there might be something there. I won't be able to do it in this, uh, this, uh, shop. So right. We'll see. Someday. Yeah. Nap, what about you? Well, Nick took the, we'll say the woodworking side and that'd be the bigger planer. Yeah. But I will say because I'm a man of trying, a uh, man of trying to become mixed media instead of just wood. Yeah. I wish I had one of those, um, plasma CNCs. 
Oh yeah. Uh, just 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 a dedicated so I could do metal right. cheating and those things. Because don't get me wrong, you can use a CNC for that, but I can be the first to tell you trying to cut sheet goods yeah. that are metal on a freaking regular CNC, it's sketchy at best. Right. I'd say for me, um, one of the things I'd love to have is a uh, like a large scale printer that I could do like cornhole boards and stuff like that, print like on the actual wood. Oh, final. Yeah. Yeah. Like a so, well, I have or... I have a vinyl plotter, but like a a printer that would. So there are printers that can print mm. on wood, so you don't have to go through the whole sublimation process or anything mm. like that. Um, mm. <clears throat> there is a cornhole board company here in Houston um, that they can print right on the wood. It's amazing. I mean, you can do full on logos and stuff like that. And I wouldn't want to compete it's like in the cornhole one. board you know, space. Cause that's, I don't want to make cornhole boards for the rest of my life. Just like, I don't want to make cu- cutting boards for the rest of my life, but you could do it. You could sell digital yeah, art, digital art and, and signs and stuff like that. Um, so you wouldn't mm-hmm. have to do it in multiple like vinyl spray paint and all that kind of stuff. Um, so one, one question. Um, so somebody had asked, um, I did a little bit of a, a live before we recorded tonight and, uh, somebody had asked, um, it's Hill country, uh, woodshop. We did talk about this in another uh, podcast, but it's always interesting because it's a question that comes up often in the content creator space. So Hill Country Woodshop asked, um, it's interesting to know um, how everyone balances work, life, and woodworking. So I know we talked about it briefly. You guys mentioned, you know, how you can kind of get stuff done, but like add in that family element, right? Cause we, you all have families. We all have families. How do you, how do you balance that? So I gotta say it's tough. It's very tough, yeah. especially if it's, if you're doing woodworking part time to semi full time on top of your regular full time job, it's, it gets to a point where you can definitely let things get out of balance yeah. and it would happen super, super easy. And then, you know, people end up unhappy and you, you know, that's when problems start. So, so take, take, make sure you build into your, your workload that time consciously build in that time to spend with your family, like for holidays, obviously for, for uh, like going to the pumpkin patch for in October, like that's what I had to do. So that's the best way for me to do it is consciously build it in. Now, what about you? So the answer is two parts because I'm coming from a space where I was extremely busy all the time to where now I'm not as busy. So when I was in San Antonio with Nick, uh, my wife worked nights. So a lot of our time was spent on the weekends. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'd go grab my son from school. I'd spend time with him for an hour or two, kind of like Nick does, you know, spends time with the kids and whatnot. So they go to bed. Uh, my son was old enough at the time to where like I spend time with him, hang out. And then sometimes he'd even just come out to the shop with me, but other times he would sit there and watch whatever random crazy cartoons kids watch these days. Like some of the stuff about like, what are you even watching right now? <laughs> yeah. But he would kind of like do his own thing. Um, and then on the weekends I would spend, well, a majority of my morning. So I would sacrifice that weekend sleeping, you know, mm-hmm. wake up, work up until like noon. And then I would stop. And then hang out with the wife and the kid. We'd go do something out in town or whatever. 
And then, as Nick would say, at like 7, 8 o'clock, I was non-existent again. So that building the time in was super important, especially in San Antonio with the wife working all the time and whatnot. Yeah. Now here, uh, kind of, it kind of goes back to like, you know, I have a regular job now where I'm, it's very demanding of my time. So like, for example, today, okay. So I came home at, we'll say five o'clock, five thirties when I got home, I did not go in the shop at all. Mm. I just hung out with, you know, my kid played with him for a little while. The wife, you know, we talked to me, I decompressed from the day. And whatnot, and now here I am doing this. But then after this, I'm not even going to the shop. After this, yeah. I'm going to go hang out with my family, right? And do all that stuff. Now tomorrow, she knows when I get home from my 12-hour shift, I still have to finish something up. So I've already kind of told her, like, "Hey, I got to finish this stuff, so I probably won't be in the house." It's really just having that understanding yeah. with the spousal unit, if you will. Uh, like, hey, you know I'm busy. You know I have the side business. Uh, I would say having a super strong support system is kind of the key. Mm-hmm to being able to balance this stuff because if they don't understand why you're doing what you're doing, it, it, it kind of, it ruins the whole thing for not only yourself, but well, the family. Right. So I'd say proper planning, balance, and just having a key support system. That's how I manage uh, that time. If you and will. I think it's big. Like if, if this is something that you're doing to supplement your income, because you know, you, you need the money or you're, you're trying to reach a goal as a family. I think that's a little bit different, but then I think some people find themselves that this is, they just enjoy doing this, right? Like I think a lot of the people that we encounter, they just enjoy doing this and they tend to sacrifice family or work, you know, their, their full-time job for something that they just enjoy doing. And I don't think it's worth it. You know, at the end of the day, you just have to kind of take uh, inventory. Oh, see, honestly, I'll tell you what. If I stopped enjoying this and the wife started like looking at me sideways, mm-hmm. for as much as it would hurt me, I would sell my shop. Yeah. Yep. Honestly, I would yeah. because it's not it's not worth that. She's gonna be here forever. Yeah. So as long as you give up the woodworking. <laughs> yeah. Josh, what about you? Uh for me personally, um, there was a time where I was spending too much time in the mm-hmm. shop and I had to take an inventory of what I was doing and kind of realized that it, I didn't know I was even doing yeah. it. I was just right. busy. Um, and then I started taking a look around and I'm like, you know, my kids are growing up in front of me. You know, I'm not really spending the time I want mm-hmm. to. And there's still days and even some weekends where it's like, I have to get orders out and my, you know, my wife understands that she's supportive. My, even my kids understand it, at least my right. oldest. Um, but I definitely try to build in that time. Um, so for me, I can't really do too much at night. Um, so it's, I get home from work, I go right into the shop and I do as much as I can noise wise. That way, if I do need to do something, it could be like painting or something that's not going to generate much attention to. I live in a small community. Right. And I have people attached to me and like, I have to be constant of like what's going on. There's, there's crew rest issues. There's a whole bunch of stuff that I have to be careful of. So yeah, uh, during the week, it's basically right from work. If I need to get in the shop, I do it until uh, bedtime and I try to do bedtime with the kids and then anything quiet, like tonight I'd be actually doing some uh, painting Okay, and editing the podcast. Yeah. Um, the weekends, I spend the mornings with them. I usually wake up with the kids, we'll make breakfast, we'll have breakfast, we'll watch a cartoon. If we have some event planned, whatever, uh, we'll, we'll go do that. 
and then the afternoons, uh, I'll go out and do what I can in the garage. I can go later during the weekends because the noise abatement is longer and people understand because, you know, there might be people doing fires and drinking, whatever. Yeah. And like, if I make a little bit of noise, they think I'd bother. I'm not going to run the CNC or anything crazy, but. With the garage door uh, open. That's one of the reasons the lasers. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um, I have great neighbors and I've had no issues and I try to keep it that way. It's always nice if you give them but a cutting board at Christmas, stuff. you know, give all the neighbors a cutting board. <laughs> yeah. You know, reduce prices, right. but, uh, no, I mean, you got to build it in yeah. and you have to have that support because if you don't have the support, then you're going to get issues yep. there. Um, and then if you don't build in time with the family, you're not going to even, they're going to grow up in front of you and dad was always working. Yeah. So. For me in 2017, I stopped the business altogether because my wife and I were just like crossing paths and she was doing a side hustle. I was doing my business and we, we never connected and we went through a really rough patch and, um, you know, because that leads into other things, you know, you start if, if, uh, if you're mm -hmm. not there for your spouse, for your family, you know, let's say your kids, you're not there for your kids. Well, they're going to start looking for something to occupy that time. And, uh, that wasn't the case with, with me, but that does happen, you know, and your, your kids start getting into trouble and things like that. So I think it's, I will, I'll say that, and I'm going to do a special episode basically on, on Instagram growth. I'm going to do it for the, for the Patreons and I'm going to talk about that, but, but ultimately what is, um, what is important is not Instagram. I know people think that it is and it's like, Oh, I got to get to this next number and things like that. Yeah. Like at the end of the day, if, if Instagram went away, yeah, the, the side hustle business, you know, takes a, a major hit, but, uh, that's not what you signed up for when you said I do, or when you, you know, started having kids and things like that. So anyway, to answer that question for, um, uh, thank you to, uh, Hill country woodshop for, uh, asking that question. I think it's important to talk about, you know, you know, I'm happy to tell anybody that social media is, it just is not as important as we put it on this pedestal to be, um, even this, I know that guy, by the way. Yeah. Good guy. And it, it's, it's not excellent. Guy. Not, um, you know, here we are, we're doing a podcast. You guys recorded a podcast last night. You guys are probably tired of looking at each other, tired of hearing the same, you know, same stories yeah. over and over that I'm, I'm asking you probably the same thing you guys talked about last night. Um, but, and so, and then your wives are sacrificing, you know, because they're taking care of the kids while, while you're doing this podcast. So thank you guys for being on the podcast, uh, you know, and, and taking that time out. And so make sure that you uh, tell your wives that it's also appreciated uh, from my for me as well so speaking of which i know i mentioned the um doing that special episode on social media and and my growth and what worked for me it may not work for everybody but i'm i am going to do a special uh, patreon only um episode so if you're interested in that um and you've been enjoying the podcast so far consider uh subscribing uh, as a patron and i've got three different tiers for that we have three new patrons this week uh, the first top tier patron was Jimmy McAnally. And um, so he uh, got a free t-shirt. So I sent him his free t-shirt this week. So thank you, Jimmy, for uh, sponsoring the podcast, being the first top tier patron. We also got another top tier patron, uh, Matthew from Artigiano Sirio, Artigiano Sirio. And I'm 
probably really butchering that and I apologize, but thank you for also being a top tier patron. We got another uh, mid-level patron, Steve Mosley from Making It at Home. A lot of you guys know him. He's a fantastic guy. Um, I really enjoy my interactions with Steve. So thank you to all the patrons. If you're interested in uh, getting additional access and content um, and hearing the episodes early, make sure that you check out the Patreon at patreon.com slash Maker Lounge Podcast. So thank you guys so much for being on the podcast. This has been this has been awesome. Happy Veterans Day to you guys. Thank you for your service uh, to our amazing country. And, um, you know, we wouldn't have the ability to sit here and talk freely uh, if it weren't for what you guys do on a daily basis uh, in your jobs. So thank you for that. I wish you guys all of the best of luck uh, to your early retirements, hopefully soon, so you can get out there and make more sawdust. So let's go around one more time. And uh, where can you guys uh, be found? Nick? Well, if you're looking to contact me, you can find me on Instagram at uh, NPG Creations. Um, or you could hit up the Sawdust Nation podcast uh, Instagram as well, and you can find awesome. me there. So how about you, Josh? Uh, I'm located in Instagram, Facebook, and uh, you can find me at North underscore country underscore woodworking. And then you could always check out my uh, website at northcountryww.com. And uh, either way, you get a hold of me, ask questions, and awesome. uh, talk shop. Nap. Yeah. And then you can uh, find me, Nap, at naps underscore naughty underscore works underscore LLC. Uh, that's like the main contact for me is my Instagram page. But also, like Nick said, you got the Sawdust Station podcast page as well. Uh, if you have questions for me, specifically laser related, yeah. especially because that seems to be my big part with the Sawdust Station podcast. Is knowing laser things? Hit me up. I'm not going to hide from you, and I won't charge a consultation <laughs> fee. Nice. And I'm Matt with Voltner Woodworking, and you can find me on all of the socials uh, at Voltner Woodworking. It's a little bit different on TikTok. I always tell people don't follow me on TikTok. I don't. I'm not a fan of TikTok. Um, and then you can also follow the Maker Lounge Podcast uh, on Instagram at Maker Lounge Podcast as well as YouTube. Thank you for leaving a, a review of the podcast on your podcast streaming service and uh, leave some comments on the YouTubes uh, just after you hit subscribe. So guys, thank you for joining me in the lounge today. It's been, it's always fun talking to you guys. I've always enjoyed being on your podcast. And so uh, this is kind of uh, my way of being able to get back on your podcast, but just with me hosting this time. <laughs> um, so also, Thank Always you uh, to the patrons um, for signing up for the Patreon uh, account. And we are going to be doing uh, continuing to do giveaways. I already gave away a t-shirt. I'm giving away a banner. By the time this episode airs, I'll have picked a winner um, or we'll be doing it in the next day or so uh, for banners. So we've got banners now. And if you're on YouTube watching this, you can see the banner here. It's a two by two banner. It's got uh, the Maker Lounge podcast logo. And then, of course, every patron gets stickers because we know in the maker community that you're not a real maker unless you have stickers. So thank you so much for uh, tuning into another episode of Maker Lounge podcast. Next week, we are going to have Dave, 3D Dave, um, on the podcast. So that's going to be an episode you're not going to want to miss. We're going to talk about all things 
3D printing. Uh, so if that's something that you are doing, you want to learn a little bit more about, or uh, something that you're interested in, it's always fun to make shop jigs and things like that uh, with uh, 3D printing. So we'll be talking to Dave, so I'm really excited to do that. Guys, thank you so much. All of the links that uh, the guys mentioned, including uh, the Make a Launch podcast and Fulton Woodworking, will be listed in the notes where you're listening to this podcast. Thank you so much. Podcast. How do you guys say it? Podcast out. Sawdust Nation out. Out. Makers Makers Lounge podcast. See, and you you still can't get it right. Maker. Maker Maker Lounge Podcast. The Maker Lounge Podcast. Maker Lounge Podcast where you can listen (laughs) and drink your coffee all at the same time. All right. Yeah, listen to Matt whisper in your ears. I bet those whiskers tickle. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to head over to the after show. Uh, So if you're interested in uh, listening to the after show, make sure that you become a patron. We didn't get a chance to squeeze the other game into this episode, but it is available for any Patreon member in the after show. So head on over to patreon.com slash maker lounge podcast and join us in the after show.